Hello, and welcome to The News Cycle. I'm your host, Iris Harshaw. It's Monday, March 2nd. Elections take place tomorrow all across the country. And while most people have been focused on the all-consuming Democratic primary, there are also many important local ballot measures and races that warrant your attention. I sat down with Enterprise reporter Sebastian Onyade to find out exactly what's going to be on our local ballot tomorrow. We talked about Measure Q, Measure G, and the contentious district supervisor race. Now, let's get into it. Welcome to the news cycle. Thanks. Glad to be here. Can you first take me through one of the first measures on the ballot, Measure Q? Sure thing. Uh, Measure Q is a renewal of the existing uh, city sales tax. It's going to maintain the sales tax at the same level if it passes, and that raises about $8.6 million a year to fund police and fire, parks and recreation, road maintenance, that sort of thing. It actually all just goes into the general fund and the city can spend on whatever it wants, but those are the, those are the targeted items. It um, needs a simple majority to pass, so it's expected to sail through pretty easily. And is there anybody who especially supports Measure Q? Mostly um, people with interest in the various programs. Uh, the police like it, obviously. People who use the parks, cyclists, People who are interested in uh, our crumbling roads, it's not going to do everything to fix the roads, but it'll help. And is there anybody who's come out against Measure Q? Not really. There's um, very little opposition. There was no formal ballot uh, statement against it. There's no formal opposition group. So uh, it's expected to sail through pretty easily. Okay, and moving on to Measure G. Measure G is a little more controversial. It is a parcel tax on uh, properties in the Davis School District to raise uh, $3 million to, for, to fund teacher and staff salaries. The way the funding works for school districts all around the state, poorer districts, districts with more English learners and more kids on the school lunch program get more money from the state and they're able to offer higher salaries to teachers. And because of that, the Davis district is having a harder and harder time retaining uh, especially younger teachers. The, uh, the old timers are, are pretty set in their ways and they're, they're fine here. But the younger teachers feel they can't work in this district when there are better uh, salaries on offer in just about all the surrounding ones. Who is for Measure G? The teachers uh, are, have come out for it, obviously. Uh, they stand the most to gain. And the, uh, also the, the rest of the school district employees, uh, counselors, nurses, all those stand to gain. And, you know, there's a, there's a big sentiment among the teachers that, that they're not getting a fair shake and that this is a step in the right direction for them. And has anybody come out opposing Measure G? Um, yes, there is a, a Yolo County Taxpayers Association which has formally um, decided to oppose this. Why are these people opposed to Measure G? The usual anti-tax reasons. They feel we pay enough and, uh, you know, uh, Davis voters have funded a lot of parcel taxes over the years, very liberally, they almost always pass. The, the feeling among some taxpayers is that the school district has taken enough. That um, they also object to an exemption uh, the teachers get. So if you're a school district employee, you will not have to pay this tax in addition mm-hmm. to, to, to uh, having your salary boosted by it. And also, if you are a senior citizen, you are also eligible for an exemption if you apply for it. 
So they, they object to the exemptions. They object to the fact that it's, it has no end. Usually these parcel taxes are for a set number of years. This one will keep going until it is rescinded by the voters. Next, can you take me through the district supervisor race? Yes, so that is a three-way race for um, District 4, which encompasses parts of East and South Davis and as well as uh, rural areas of the county to the east and to the south of Davis. So the incumbent is Jim Provenza. He was uh, first elected in 2009, um, and he's being opposed by Linda Deos and David Abramson. Deos is a, a consumer protection attorney and activist, and Abramson is running on a Green New Deal platform uh, to try to spur local environmental action here. How has the support been going around these candidates? It's uh, it's an interesting um, uh, reflection of, of sort of where the state of the Davis Democratic Party is. You know, it's, it's ostensibly a nonpartisan race, but if you want to get anywhere in Davis, you're a Democrat. <laughs> and uh, like Provenza was unopposed in his last two elections. So now he's facing a serious challenge from the left, from a more a more ostensibly more progressive candidate, although I don't know exactly how far apart they are. And then, and Abramson is in uh, the the third candidate is is even more into the in, into the uh, activist and 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 progressive left. And that's really where it's breaking down. Provenza has the support of the Democratic establishment, and um, and Deos has the more leftward um, wing of the of the, the more progressive wing of the Democratic. Is, party. is Provenza expected to face a serious challenge in the election? Um, this is easily his most serious challenge. And Deos, Deos is, a, is a very formidable candidate. She has, a, she has raised a lot more support. Like I said, he was unopposed in his last two. The first time around, he won easily um, against two other opponents. Um, this, time, this time, it does look like a, real, like a real challenge. Can you also just quickly describe what a district supervisor does? Um, it's the legislative branch of the county government. They are mostly responsible for county services, uh, garbage collection, um, ed- uh, education. They over- uh, the county oversees um, certain aspects of education, land use, and, and law enforcement. That's, that's the, um, the uh, in fact, that's Deos's, one of Deos' uh, main, main points of attack is, is um, uh, bail reform and getting suspects in, in Yolo County custody not having to face bail. Um, and, and that's part of a statewide push um, that we're seeing. Also on the ballot is Measure E, which would authorize $650 million in bonds to upgrade the facilities of the local community colleges. And, all across California, people will vote tomorrow on Proposition 13, which would authorize $15 billion in bonds to construct and upgrade public education facilities statewide. In other news, the Davis Farmers Market isn't usually known for politics, but as the California primary draws near, there's almost more cardboard cutouts of politicians than there is fresh food. Lizzie Meyer has the story which was co-produced by Lewis Herring-Tillman. A street performer plays old blues on his guitar as families pass by and bikes weave through. Here at the free speech section of the Davis Farmer's Market, an increasingly large row of booths prepare for the 2020 presidential primaries, local elections, and community projects. 
Alan Hirsch is there every Saturday morning. This time he is handing out the Trump resistance paper he wrote the night before. We all talk to one another, we share our views, and we learn to dialogue versus debate. We learn to accept the differences. So, the, so this really creates a sense of community in Davis, even when there's difference and conflict. About half the stands support Democratic candidates. Amy Becker recently attended a Warren campaign. Personally, I want to see um, more women empowered, so that's one of the reasons I jumped on the Warren campaign. And so I wanted to be involved in um, empowering people. Back in February, the Andrew Yang campaign was still a strong presence. Sean Ho was one of the staffers at the Yang table. Unlike other Democratic uh, candidates, he is above criticizing people who formerly voted for Trump for whatever reason and really seeks to include them in the discussion for, for policy. But Yang dropped out of the race only two weeks later after the New Hampshire primary. Greg Bucker is a Davis Orchestra teacher campaigning for Measure G, also on the March 3rd ballot, which would allow for a new school parcel tax. Brucker enjoys working the booths at Farmer's Market because of the friendly faces. There's nothing but incredibly friendly people you get to talk to that are very outgoing and interested in chatting with you and hearing your story and, um, you know, creating a connection. And over all the years, I've seen an incredible number of different people just being wonderful out here. And so you get to see the great activism in this community and um, the care and concern that they have for trying to actually reach out and create community. For Blue Devil Hub, this is Lizzie Meyer reporting. The news cycle is produced by the Blue Devil Hub in collaboration with the Davis Enterprise. Iris Harshaw is the producer. Dahlia Kraus is the assistant producer. And Daniel Ruiz Jimenez is the studio recording engineer. Thank you for listening. See you next week, Davis.